everyone. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Today we're talking about little dog training. I saw something on one of our YouTube comments that was someone had commented they wanted to know more. One person asked, so we're doing it. There you go. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. <laughs> um, and plus, I can talk about training little dogs all day. You don't have to ask me twice, you know? Um, sometimes you don't have to ask me at all. So I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just talk about it. I wore my Jesus holding a Chihuahua shirt in honor of talking about this it today. Topic. Yeah, in honor of this topic. Um, Snoop is here with us in spirit, my Chihuahua, as well as your many little dogs. All I have to contribute is some puppies on my mug. <laughs> you know, I think that counts. That definitely counts. <clears throat> Um, all right, so who wants to start us off? Where are we? What are your guys' overall thoughts on like little dog training? Do you think it's much different than training larger dogs? What are, what, what do you guys think? I do not believe it's any different. Um, I think with working with a wide variety of dogs, your skill set can be catered to working with little dogs. So obviously like using a little bit less pressure maybe. Um, and catering to the size of the dog, but other than the success rate of small dog versus big dog training, there really is no difference if we're applying the rules and boundaries the same as we would with any size dog. Yeah, I agree. I don't yeah. think the training aspect of it is much different. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, maybe if you're using spatial pressure, that might be a little bit different just because of their stature and things. But I do think how you live with a little dog mm -hmm. is very different. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's very different. They get away. should be very different. Yeah, yeah. They get um, to get away with a lot more. Yes. Um, which is why you can see that typical like nasty chihuahua that everybody's like, my neighbor had one of those and mm -hmm. I hated it. Little rat ink biter. Yeah. yeah, little rat. Yeah, so that's where I see the big differences is in the lifestyle and how you live with the dog. And I think it's very unintentional. I don't mm -hmm. think people set out to like live a completely different lifestyle with a little dog. But a lot of the things that I found that are just inevitable due to a dog being large that mm -hmm. helps create like a good relationship, you don't have those same restrictions with a dog that's small. So you have to be more intentional about it. Mm -hmm. So like what I mean is you can't pick up a 60 pound dog. Yes. You can pick up a 10 pound dog or even a 20 pound dog. Um, so instead of picking the dog up to either like solve a myriad of your problems mm -hmm. or, or whatever, you have to think of other solutions when you have a large dog which in turn is much more productive for the dog and your relationship. Whereas with a little dog, you can just kind of default into if they're not listening, if they're doing something they shouldn't, if they aren't capable of doing something, they're scared of something, our default is just, boop, we just pick yeah. it up. Instead I, of like teaching them how to deal with it. To piggyback off of that, I think it's also like, in that same sense, <clears throat> a big dog, a uh, German Shepherd, a Rottweiler, whatever, you're like, okay, this dog can cause harm and damage. Yeah. So I need to like put the time and effort to make sure that that yeah. doesn't happen, right? Yeah. Smaller dogs, it's it's what I mean, they can still do some damage, don't get yeah. me wrong, but it's something where I think a lot of people 
overlook that is, oh, it's just a little chihuahua. Like, the worst he's going to do is bite your ankle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not going to rip your foot off. But yeah. it's still to the same degree of intensity. It, it is just a smaller dog. Exactly. Know? So it's something where you do have to commit, I think, a little bit more. So, like, kind of what you guys are saying, like, sometimes a little bit harder for some people, I think, to commit to keeping it the same consistency mm-hmm. as the larger breed. It's, but. Yeah, it's easier to physically control the dog and physically remove it from situations in which it's going berserk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the worst example of that with Nelson. Like, when I was 19, oh, yeah. anytime he didn't have a reaction, I'd pick him up and I'd be like, it's okay, baby. <laughs> um, which is one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. And I was at a loss because his behavior was so bad, but I was like, I, I can't do anything about this. Mm-hmm. It was a little dog. You have to yeah. be careful with them. Yeah. They're so fragile. Yeah. Mentally and emotionally, they're yeah. so fragile. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very different. So, I, yeah, that's where I would say I see the differences is that you have to be, like, very purposeful mm-hmm. with yep. how you live with your dog, which I still think you should be purposeful with how you live with a large dog. But, again, it's kind of like what I've seen and what I think happened even over COVID is that... <clears throat> the incidental parts of life of having to go to work, going out to dinner with friends, like all of these obligations we had socially um, disappeared. And instead of just being obligated to put our dog in a crate and leave, we didn't have that obligation anymore. And so our dog was never taught how to be independent, was with us all the time. Um, I see that a lot with people even that are retired when they get a puppy, they don't realize that like we still need to implement a very strict routine and pattern with your dog. They need to be crated for a couple hours mm-hmm. every day or, you know, things like that. Um, so you end up having to like make sure that you're living and doing things very intentionally with a dog, um, with littler dogs, just because incidentally you're not going to be able to just, life is not going to do that for you mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point. Um, there are some like really nasty little dogs out there. <laughs> there are. There definitely like, are. From the crusty little white dog that has no soul behind the eye <laughs> to the chihuahua that would literally like yes. kill you and your whole family if you tell him that he can't have his milk bone. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot well, of people that put up with that too. Well, yeah. and I think that it's important to recognize that just because a dog is small does not make it by default a companion breed. Yeah. You know, I think that we see small, and for humans, anything small, we just automatically think is cute. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We just think it's cute. So there we're already at like a disadvantage because we're like, oh, but you're so cute. And then on top of that, we forget that like Jack Russell's. Um, dachshunds, Shiba Inus, um, like all of these dogs are like very intense breeds <laughs> that were bred to like hunt and kill. Hunt and kill yeah. You know what I mean? Things. Um, again, that that breed drive of like to hunt with the intention of killing is a very specific, strong trait. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, because they're small and cute, we make them house pets. Which isn't impossible. For it. No. Exactly. It's not impossible to do, but then we're surprised when they have these very explosive behaviors and personalities. When in reality, it's like dachshunds were literally bred to dig holes, go inside, and kill badgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Badgers are nasty little creatures. <laughs> like, imagine being the size of a dachshund and being like, I can do that. Yeah. Like, that's a big personality right there. Yeah, and, and dachshunds, like, 
Yeah. They do a lot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I do think it's interesting. I think it's unavoidably we're going to have to talk about, like, why is it chihuahuas that everyone hates so much? Mm -hmm. Like, what specifically about them have they done to, like, garner the amount of hate? Because I think of any dog, little dog breed, like, people very much despise chihuahuas. Yeah, they're the the pit bulls of small dogs. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, honestly. Um, and like, it's interesting to me because I even just was scrolling through TikTok, doom scrolling as we all do these days at times. And there was like a grooming video of a chihuahua and they were like, here's your typical chihuahua nippy. And I'm like, is it though? Like, I don't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Um, what do you think happens that makes chihuahuas into the stereotype? I think they're just so common, um, and it's so easy that because they're they're one of the smallest dog breeds. So of are course, they technically the smallest? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah the, the smallest, smallest dog breeds. So people tend to baby them, and then we baby something, and we pick it up, and we no longer give that being autonomy over their body. They can't do things by themselves. They don't know how to handle the world around them. Uh, they can resort to being quote-unquote aggressive or show aggressive behaviors because mm-hmm. um, they just like any dog and they know it makes people go away yeah well and what's fascinating is i do think now i'm, I'm having this realization in real time but chihuahuas are one of the breeds that you regularly see that they bite their own owners mm-hmm. yeah because they're right here yeah well and, and because <laughs> like they're i think that because they're so small this is kind of paying back off what you said, the autonomy over, like, themselves, that we're, us as the owners, because we're so, like, pick them up, pick them up, do this, do this, we're just pestering them mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Like, imagine if, like, every day you wanted to go do something, and then you're just literally lifted off the ground. Yeah. yeah. And just completely, and yeah, and held, and completely, like, removed any sense of the ability to, like, control yourself mm-hmm. or your own body or taught given the the ability to be taught those things like i would start to despise and resent my owner probably at that point yeah and think that every time you're going to pick me up you're going to force me to do something that i'm not comfortable with doing mm-hmm. well and if they're the smallest too that means that everything is bigger than they are yeah <laughs> so it's so it goes back to just the instinctual kind of again same thing but um instinctual fight or flight where Especially if they're getting taken that independence and that, you know, mm-hmm. their, their personality kind of taken away from them by their owners. Everything that comes in, whether their owner or not, most of the time not their owner, mm-hmm. it's fight or flight. And they're like, well, mom's not here, dad's not here, so I got to act big and tough. And so that's where you get the, the constant barking, the constant nipping stuff. Yeah. But, so I think that's, that feeds into it a little bit as well. Yeah. And I've seen some really nasty ones like, I worked at a shelter a couple of years ago, and this dog was a chihuahua set to be on the euthanasia list. And, of course, um, I said, that's the one for me. <laughs> that's the one that I got, and I didn't know what I was going to do with him. I didn't want to keep him because I already had two dogs and lived in a small apartment. But I rescued him and had to sign, like, a four-page contract stating that I was adopting a dog that could be harmful to myself and could kill somebody. Obviously not. <laughs> um, this dog could, though. Yeah. He would kill you. And his name is Benny. And Benny ended up going with my mom because it was a really good fit. 
she came and I said, don't look at him, don't talk to him, don't touch him, don't breathe near him, don't, don't speak. And she did all of those things and he got on her lap and he was like, I like this person. Um, but he could be very dangerous yeah. and just because he was small and little doesn't mean that his bite didn't hurt any less. It could be less fatal or less damaging, but it's sure. still a bite is a bite. Yeah. Well, and the, yeah. their intention behind the bite mm -hmm. is very, like, mm -hmm. important to note, too. Like, there's plenty of large dogs that bite and potentially cause damage, but their intention in that moment could have been not even to do a lot of harm. It's just that their size yeah. and their capability when they were behaving that way impacted far more whereas like with little dogs like their intention could be to try to kill you mm -hmm. you know what i mean just because they couldn't right. <laughs> because their size restricts that doesn't make their intention any different mm -hmm. so i think it's important too to note like the intention behind why a dog is biting or acting aggressive or things like that it's definitely easier to like laugh it off and ignore it too and yeah not take it seriously because they can't do the damage that a shepherd could or a doberman yeah. could or a pit bull mm -hmm. could it's just not going to happen yeah um, so people tend to just like sweep it under the rug they manage it's all about like managing and <laughs> accepting yeah yeah because they're not forced to be in a position to train their dog yeah right. i truly think it's insulting to a little dog to not to not believe that they're capable of learning that they're capable of behaving differently and that they're capable of handling pressure when it comes to like corrections and boundaries yeah, yeah. like it's insulting like i i feel like it is they have they have like the exact same capability as any other dog breed. I found I found most of the small dogs I've worked with have a higher tolerance than the big dogs that I work. Right. You know, like they're they're, 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 they're tough. tougher. Yeah, they're tougher than some big oh, yeah. mastiffs and and shepherds that we have. You know, they're very smart. Chihuahuas particularly are, are actually a very smart, intelligent breed. Very mm -hmm. smart. Very very smart. The Biggest ratio. Brain. I was gonna say the ratio of the size of their body to their brain is the largest in chihuahuas. It's, Actually, it's like you guys yeah. both have chihuahuas. I know, it's like yeah. you both love chihuahuas. <laughs> I would never own a chihuahua because I just think they're like little rat dogs. <laughs> so, not my taste. Yeah, yeah. Oh right. my god. I guess you have three of them. Man. I'll be that old lady that's got a pack of like mm -hmm. ten chihuahuas in house. But chihuahua. in You guys are going to change yeah. the view of chihuahuas just based Single -handed on Single-handed. And they, you, you know, I didn't choose the chihuahuas. <laughs> they truly the chose the that's yeah. it. I chose mine. <laughs> I deliberately got into that. Um, but I did grow up, so my grandma had a chihuahua. She was a chihuahua lady, and hers were mean as hell. Mm -hmm. Mean little chihuahuas. Mm -hmm. I remember I had to walk backwards around her house because if you turned your back on the chihuahua, <laughs> he, your Achilles was done for. Done for. So I was like scooting around her house, walking backwards, looking at him the whole time, and he was just staring at you. <laughs> An ankle biter, then. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I've seen my fair share of the mean ones. Yeah. I know they exist, and it's alarming, but they don't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. So I guess to go off of that, then, what, what are the biggest things that you guys think? to change, you know, in, in terms of, in terms of training a small dog, not even necessarily just a 12, but like, 
I guess the biggest things that people are saying, well, that just won't work. So like sure. compared to a big dog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Treating a dog like a dog. So don't have expectation that this is your baby that you birthed from your womb mm-hmm. or that you're its biological parent. Cause it can be very easy when something's that small to baby it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course I'm guilty of that with babying my chihuahua, but there's an excellent balance too, where she went through potty training, crate training, and obedience training just the same as I would with my beagle or yeah. a bigger dog or any of my clients. So it's treating a dog like a dog. So yeah. I think there's certain things that you need to do the same, but then there all are certain things that you probably do need to do a little differently when it comes to like living and management. Like socially, I think you need to be a lot more careful with a little dog. Exactly. Than with a yeah. bigger dog, um, with both people and um, animals. And I think that... Um, with training, you should typically do pro- pretty much most things the same. Um, little dogs can be potty trained. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah. um, anything, all the I think dachshunds have a big reputation yeah. for not being able to be potty trained. Yeah. Uh, chihuahuas do for sure. They can be potty trained. It's My just, chihuahua is yeah. potty trained. A little bit more difficult outside. because the bladder is a little bit smaller or the... Mm-hmm. their tummy's a little bit smaller so they need yes. more frequent breaks and people don't realize that you just have to really stay on top of it oh yeah mm-hmm. if you and they're smaller so they sneak away quicker mm-hmm. if you easier to hide oh for sure yeah. if you get a little dog as a puppy or even as a rescue or whatever um expect and plan that the first month potentially of their life you're waking up two to three times in the middle of the night to let them outside (laughs) um and you have to do that if you want your dog to be potty trained you have to do that like there's no other options get rid of your pee pads no pee pads no grass pads no nothing no litter box no teaching your dog to go to the bathroom in the house and just go relieve themselves and then they don't have that association with outside yep they have that to goes be going into, outside right from the beginning. That goes into doing your research on what dog you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we all love our we all love small dogs and everything, but it is something again you have to research, make sure oh, yeah. if you want a twelve, if you want a dachshund, make sure you're doing that research first. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yes. Um I think that <clears throat> other the some of the differences I think socially. So like I'll just talk about how I did like socializing with my dog, Snoop, my Chihuahua. He I was so absurdly picky about what dogs he interacted with and what people he interacted with and even like what ages he did it at, what his personality was like during that. Like dogs go through like fear periods when they're growing that really dictates and impacts like a fear period is essentially like a a maturing phase of the dog where Everything that happens in that period can just be far more impactful on the dog's psyche, like, long-term. Um, like, the dogs that got attacked at the dog park once as a puppy and then hate dogs the rest of their life or are scared of dogs the rest of their life, typically it's because that probably happened during, like, a fear period. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, dog parks are a massive no-no for me with puppies, let alone little dogs. <laughs> Yes. Uh, daycares are a massive. Every social interaction that Snoop had was so purposeful and intentional. Like, I literally had people come over to my house with the intention of, like, you're going to meet my dog, and this is exactly how we're going to do it. 
Um, I had a lot of people, like most of the time I had people on his level initially so that he could get comfortable with them. I wanted him to, to feel respected by people and I didn't want them imposing on his space. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted him to feel comfortable like going up to them and initiating contact as well. He's a very aloof dog, even at this point. Like, even with you guys, like, yeah. he's like, hey, bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just kind of does his own thing. That's and that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted a dog who was just kind of indifferent to people. So the interactions that he had were very purposeful, very calm. I didn't allow anyone to pick him up. Yeah. Not a single person. Um, I really rarely picked him up when he was young because I really wanted to foster that independence for him. Um, with kids... He didn't meet kids other than my own stepson. He did not meet kids um, until he was probably like a year old. He was around a lot of kids, but he didn't meet kids. Like they weren't interacting with him. Um, and when he did, it was like very select children that were very well behaved, very mature, listened to directions very well, um, and did exactly what I wanted them to do when they were interacting with him. Um, so that's kind of how I went about it with people. With dogs, he was initially with, so even with my own personal dogs, two of them were, are very tolerant socially. Um, one has since passed, but at the time, two of them were very tolerant socially. One was a little bit more playful and interested, Barney. Um, and I let him kind of interact with Barney first, mm -hmm. I would say. And there's some really cute videos <laughs> together. Um, and then Cash was my next one that <laughs> Cash didn't even acknowledge Snoop's existence until he was like 10 months old. Um, but Cash was really good for Snoop because Cash is very good at setting boundaries with dogs and communicating well, but he's very tolerant and he doesn't overdo it. Yeah. Um, and then Lumos was my last one that I allowed Snoop to interact with just because he's a lot more intense, very high energy, kind of over the top. And they're very good buddies now. Um, and outside of my own family, <clears throat> and all of that to say, like, I mean that like, even though they were living in the same house, even the dog to dog interactions between him and the other dogs were very intentional. Yeah. They weren't just hanging out around each other all day in the house. Um, outside of that, he was typically with a lot of puppies when he was a puppy. Mm -hmm. um, in building, I wanted to build his confidence socially with other dogs with the right balance of being put with some adult dogs that would also like set boundaries and teach him how to be corrected and to respect that. And then um, with large dogs. Okay, so I do think it's important that little dogs socialize with large dogs. But you just have to be so careful <laughs> which large dogs you're putting with them. Um, strictly for the, the fact that, like, their size can be so dangerous to little dogs. Even, again, if they're not intending to be dangerous. Well, because some small dogs think that they're the size of a Great Dane or something. Yeah. So they so they try to push the yeah, they try to push those buttons and they yeah. can learn very quickly and dangerously that they yeah. are in fact not as big as exactly. they, think they yeah. are. Even if the large dog is being playful, you know, yeah. they can just playfully hurt the little dog, yeah. you know, and then oh, you yeah. have a big issue. So mm -hmm. I the large dogs that he socialized with outside of my own dogs 
We're very low energy, very just nonchalant, hey, whatever, like that type of thing, because I wanted to, I wanted him to feel confident being around very big things. And so I didn't want him to have a bad experience when he was little with that kind of stuff, because it's far more impactful then. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Bridget? How'd you go about with your dogs with the socializing? Because they're all relatively smaller, too, so yeah. you have yeah. a whole different scenario. Yeah, socialization is something that was really hard for me with my little dogs, um, particularly after one of my dogs was nearly mauled to death um, mm-hmm. by a dog, um, which is really, really hard. Um, and after that experience, I was just really careful about socialization with Pip, especially, um, yeah. bringing her in, trying to be really mindful about who she was socializing with, yeah. the size of the dogs, the temperament of the dogs, and helping her build her confidence in that way. But it wasn't something that I was super gung-ho or comfortable with, socializing her with big dogs. Um, yeah, I know that was like a big hurdle yeah. for you. We yeah. talked a lot about it because yeah. you were just very hesitant, and so mm-hmm. it was a lot of like weighing the pros and cons mm-hmm. and that's what's so scary with little dogs is like the you you have to risk it a little bit you know what i mean it's like you have to for them to be able to like flourish mm-hmm. and live their best life there is a little bit of risk i think mm-hmm. that's i think that's one of like the most important things that we've talked about i think that's like huge is like because i don't have a small dog so i never really thought about it like that where it's like yeah you you get the, you get definitely have owners that are are nervous for whatever reason, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you have more of a traumatic reason, but for whatever reason that they're just like nervous mm-hmm. or scared, which rightfully so. Oh, yeah. and, it, and it is something that, yeah, it's, if done right, like you were saying, with, yeah. with taking your time to do it and everything, it can be successful for not only the dog, but yourself as well. Building that confidence in yeah. yourself is something that you're, you know, now that you've been able to hopefully get a little bit more confidence mm-hmm. with seeing Pip interact with Snoop and, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of those smaller dogs here where it's, you know, you can kind of take yes. it at your pace, but yeah, yeah. have now started to yeah. see the success in Pip as well, where, you know, it hopefully it's good for her mm-hmm. as well. You know? like the mistakes that I made with that, when um, I had her here a, a little bit ago and I was really discouraged because she was so terrified of mm-hmm. all the bigger dogs that are around her. And I was like, man, like I really sheltered this dog and uh, kind of stumped her growth around bigger dogs. Like when she was outside with Lumos and Lumos like took a step toward her and she like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and she screamed and ran away and I was like, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been trying to get her around bigger dogs, dogs that I trust, my friends' dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to make sure anybody she socializes socializes with is considered a social dog themselves. Mm-hmm. If the if the large dog is a breed that tends to have high prey drive, you just have to be really careful. Yeah. Because prey drive in dogs, I mean, with a tiny dog, it can switch so fast mm-hmm. from like oh this is a dog to like that's prey Mm -hmm. and it's not even that the dog again is doing something that's malicious or even in a dog aggressive manner it's just prey drive prey drive is is very strong and yeah and the little dogs can really trigger that Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it is it's it's very hard to like go out in the world a lot of times with little dogs Mm -hmm. because 
it's scary. Like I think about it every time I go for a walk around my neighborhood and I pass certain houses with certain dogs. I'm yeah. like, like, and you have to like calm yourself down because mm-hmm. it's like, you don't want your dog to be stressed every time they go on a walk mm-hmm. because you're stressed, you know, like, and I just looked down at Snoop and he's just not getting yeah. the world, just doing his thing. And I'm like, yeah. meanwhile, I'm like having these terrible intrusive thoughts yeah. of like this dog rushing out and just grabbing him. <laughs> You know, um, for people that have never owned a little dog, imagine you're walking your normal sized dog and in every house, there's a dog a hundred times bigger <laughs> yes. that could jump out at any there's moment a bear in every house. and just shake them. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's alarming. A lot of videos, it. like for some, my TikTok algorithm, algorithm is all small dogs getting attacked. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that is unhealthy. Thanks, TikTok. And Justin was like, you have to delete TikTok. <laughs> you have to change your algorithm. And I was, I just like watch hours of this content. Oh and be my like, gosh. I ain't leaving. That is unhealthy, Bridget. You need to stop watching this. <laughs> so we got a coyote vest, which is a way that I can make myself feel better, yes. better, like similar to people using a muzzle for safety reasons. I use a coyote vest, which is a vest with spikes on it. It's a bite proof vest. Mm-hmm. And I attach Pip to it, and she looks like a whole punk rock. For the <laughs> she does. Uh-huh. She does. And that gives me the peace of mind to be able to walk through my neighborhood without feeling like I need to pick her up and carry her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. having a pet corrector and a pepper spray on me. Yeah. Just feeling like yeah. you're prepared to go into situations no matter what size you of dog you own. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think, too, that something important to keep in mind is that if you own a little dog... Sometimes, I mean, not all of them, but sometimes there are small dog owners that really don't consider the risks that their dog could encounter. Not and at all. They just let their dog antagonize and instigate mm-hmm. things with, I mean, because there's plenty of times where a little dog has started a fight and then they die. Yep. And that, that's kind of what I was and going at. Yeah. Like, they think they're bigger, but yeah. they learn and real quick that they're not. <laughs> it's sad, but it's yeah. like your dog did that. You know, you, mm-hmm. you set your dog up to where we never held it accountable. We never created, um, boundaries. We never managed them well. And now they're in a situation where they started a fight with this dog much larger than them. And then they end up dying or getting mm-hmm. severely injured because of it. And unfortunately, then the, the people who own the little dogs usually, then turn it into like, oh, your dog killed my dog. You know, and it's like, well, your dog started it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that stuff is really important to think about too. Because and I and I don't and I think it's I. I think it comes from the point of like, well, my my little dog can be off leash and they can do whatever they want because they're nice. Exactly. You know, yep. they're not they're not the problem. They're they'll never be the problem because they're small. Exactly. You know? And. Then, then you know, shit yeah, happens. Have, yeah, like but. a level of safety and concern with your small dog, which is the reason most likely that Pipsqueak will never be completely off leash in a neighborhood setting mm-hmm. because I don't trust, like, I trust her recall and I can ensure that, but I don't trust other dogs in her going to sniff ahead if she's in a free release mm-hmm. sure. something coming out and grabbing her. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, okay. that's, and that's, that's responsible, mm-hmm. you know? That's something where... You've, you've put the, into consideration you're not letting 
her think that way. Like you were saying with like Snoop, just kind of like walking around and you're, mm-hmm. all these things are going through your head. Like, it's because yeah. it's because you've taken such responsibility and good care of him that he's like oblivious to the dangers out there. Where it's yeah. just like, you know, it's just like, all I have to do is listen to mom and she'll take care of the rest, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's something, so it's the same thing where it's sure. just like, yeah. if if you flip it and you allow, you know, like then they're, then they're too scared to go out and like experience exactly. the world and be their own thing. You know, you're, yeah. they're so used to you picking them up and everything, then they're going to mm-hmm. depend way too much on you. And yeah. like, it's, it's good to be said, like, we, we used as a funny example of Pip screaming at when Lumos approached, but that's the very thing that triggers dogs to want to yeah. go after the animal mm-hmm. more. And that's when I realized, like, Pip being not afraid was extremely discouraging to me mm-hmm. and the way she reacted because that is a target on her back. Oh yeah, she's sure. screaming, the vocalizing, the running the opposite direction is all things that trigger prey. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lumos in that moment was just like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can definitely oh see God. that. Yeah. She, he literally like looked at her and took yeah. one step and she was probably like 10 feet away, yeah. like was nowhere near and she starts screaming bloody murder mm-hmm. and Lumos just paused. He's <laughs> like, like, what? Is she? <laughs> It's gotten better though. Um, yeah. I've, I've taken her to a controlled situation like our trainer's night. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember admitting to you and David, I was like, she's so scared and fearful. And they're like, no, she's not. Yeah. <laughs> she's not. She's not. So it's um, gotten better. Yeah. No. And um, yeah, I think, I think it's important to like balance, you know, realistic management of a dog that is small enough in order to keep them safe while also not sheltering them a little bit too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's a hard balance. It is. Sometimes. It is a hard but balance. It's important. Mm-hmm. You also have to watch out for hawks. That is <laughs> for the pride. Anxiety unlocked is Justin like being like there's a hawk in the yard and he went out the same day and got a decoy owl from Home Depot. <laughs> Put the decoy owl in the bird. It's supposed to like a, a prey, a bird of prey. Do you yeah. know this? Yeah. With another bird of prey, they're not going to challenge. Okay. So we got a lot of. That's likely too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of decoy owls in the yard because that was just a random anxiety he started to have. Yeah. I've done. Yeah. I I only have Sully, but when he was a puppy, when we first got him, and he was like two months old or so, so he was small. We had him down like the metro parks and walking around, and. Yeah, this is before I started training, but I, you know, let him off, and he's just running around, and I just, like, look up, and I see this hawk just, like, <laughs> circling us, and I was, like, I, like, sprinted, like, picked him up, I'm, like, we're done, and just slide, walked him back, I was, like, man, never again, never again. Yeah, uh, according to my TikTok algorithm, I also want to see <laughs> dogs get attacked by birds, and I just saw this, like, little white dog, and it was clearly dead, oh, and the hawk just She, when she would go out into my yard, we had a hawk that would just like circle up above. So I'm literally just like following right behind her. Mm-hmm. The whole time she's out in the yard. I was like, not today, not today. That's scary. Coyote yeah. vest makes a specific um, vest hawk for thing. hawks. So yeah. sponsor oh, us, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like those ones that have the like plastic things on them. Yeah, oh. they look 
like weed whacker, mm-hmm. like little yeah. pieces. Or eyes. eyes. They have ones that have the eyes, so the predator is looking down and there's a pair of eyes at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And dogs just look so stupid in the coyote mess. They, they really do. Except but they're alive. Yeah. yeah. And on the ground. <laughs> Um, I guess maggot is also a good example of like people coddling like little dogs Mm because when I got her they were like she doesn't eat regular kibble she can only eat this type of stuff because she's super picky Mm -hmm. and she was the typical like yappy little dog Mm -hmm. she was pretty friendly for the most part but like she was scared of a lot of things yappy all the time Um, resource guard uh, guarded a little bit and when I got her like just fed her normal kibble and she was a little overweight so she lost some weight she didn't she didn't eat for like two and a half days because she you know was like i'm refusing until you give me something better Mm -hmm. um and then finally when she like started eating she was like this kibble is the best fucking thing i've ever had Mm -hmm. in my life like she was she was so (laughs) into it um and then i think she tried to resource guard one time I corrected her for it. She was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Literally never did it again. Um, barking, corrected her one time, never did it again. Mm-hmm. Got her to where she was like fully trained, able to be off leash. She went into like the rivers with my dogs. We went on hikes. Like she just lived her best life. And I'm like, how much more of her life could have been like this? <laughs> if it wasn't coddled. Yeah, if it wasn't coddled like that, mm-hmm. you know? And to think that like they almost like, I almost wasn't even able to adopt her because of how I trained. Like the rescue was familiar oh, with me. Yeah, they wouldn't even let me. <laughs> My friend had to adopt her and then give her to me because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. They wouldn't let me adopt the dog. Um, wild, but yeah. So I think that we limit our little dogs' yeah. abilities a lot, unfortunately. And people can be a little bit more hesitant to correct their dogs with the e-collar, prong, or mm-hmm. pet corrector. Mm-hmm. Because they feel bad that they're picking on a little creature. Yeah. And it's just the opposite that if, like we spoke about last week, if I can pinpoint my dog's bad behavior and what I don't want to see, then I can cultivate all the positive things I do want to see and have Mm -hmm. little life with my dog. I can go on hikes without feeling the resentment like, oh, I can't do this and that because my dog won't allow it. Well, that was like, as a good example, I am... So Snoop, he, as he got older, he started to develop, like, his little, like, cage rage stuff or, like, when he's behind mm-hmm. fences or something with unfamiliar dogs, he tries to act on, like, big, big trees. Yes, he does. Uh, <laughs> and when I started noticing that, I was like, oh, we gotta get that under control real quick. And I either don't put him in situations where I'm not able to hold him accountable for that as since I know it's something he's still struggling with, so I'll either just create him like up in the office or something mm-hmm. or, um, or when he is in those situations, I very much correct him mm-hmm. on a high level if he does it. And it's it drastically improved over time because in my head, I'm like the last thing I need is for him to pick a fight with the wrong dog through the fence. And I, I had a client that, um, their neighbor's dog used to pester their Shiba Inu all the time through the fence. Mm-hmm. And this Shiba Inu grabbed the dog, ripped it through the fence, and killed it. Uh, Shiba Inus are yeah. intense. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Don't underestimate the Shiba uh, Inu. They're um, like cute looking dogs, but they are very sneaky. They are, yeah, very intense dogs. But, and while yes, the Shiba Inu is also has some 
issues that could have been addressed and worked on in that situation. The other dog is not entirely innocent either, you know? It takes two to tango sometimes. So like, I know that while, yeah, I would, I would very much have an issue if my neighbor's dog <laughs> ever did that, I also don't ever want to put my dog in a position where he could instigate that type of behavior either, you know? Yeah, and he's feeding into it or an active part of it when we could say like, I'm gonna give you a pretty harsh correction for this mm-hmm. behavior so I can potentially save your life. Exactly, and keep you safe. Be the better dog. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cause um, I do have a neighbor, so my fencing, there's like these small little gaps underneath the fence and Snoop finally mm-hmm. realized that like he could slip under there if he wanted to. Um, I was waiting for the day when yeah. he would finally figure that out. I've since put fencing up in front of it just to cover my bases, but um, the one day he slipped under and in the neighbor's yard, they do have two dogs. They're relatively harmless. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously I don't want him thinking he can just escape yeah. the fence. So I remember, and this is where it could be hard for some people. I took him outside and knowing that he was going to be proud to show me yeah. that he figured something out. Cause he looked at me like, what is mom? <laughs> he like went over, you know, Snoop yeah. to the fence and started to go underneath of it. And I corrected him on a very high level and he was very sad. He but went to see Jesus. He did. <laughs> he did see Jesus for a split second. They had a good talk about <laughs> going under the fence and he has not tried it again. Um, again, like I said, just for better management and my own peace of mind, it did put fencing up to cover those holes. But even prior to doing that, he didn't even like go near those sections. Yep. So he was like, definitely not. Um, and I do that because I want to keep him safe rather than, you know, potentially setting him up to get hurt. Well, because then if it ever presents itself somewhere else where he could sneak under, he's going to be like... Exactly. It's the opening's there, but I'm not going to take it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So what's our... Our summary? Yeah, what's our summary here? Little dogs are the same but different. (laughs) You can't 100% train a little dog just as proficiently as a bigger dog just the process might be a little bit different um but you know yeah it's the same yeah totally the same you might have to like do some different techniques or avenues along the way but they can they can be held to the same standards as Mm -hmm. any other dog Mm -hmm. they don't really have any limitations in that way yeah like whatever you said a dog is a dog right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. my favorite slogan that I created. Um, yes. <laughs> big or small, we train them all. And you gotta say it like that too. Perfect. So I'll remember that. Yeah. Next that's time good. somebody's like, "Do you train small dogs?" Wait, that's the response. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big or small, we train them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, well, cool. Yeah. And remember, if you have any questions, always just reach out. Yes. Smash that like button. <laughs> And we will see you next time. Leave more comments of things you want us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. It only takes one. Yeah, it only takes one, you know? We'll talk about most things. Um, And go train your little dogs. Bye, guys.